Amen, 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 amen. Come on, can we put our hands together in the worship house today? Amen. Sabbath rest all of all the days. Come on, somebody. Amen, amen. I am so glad and excited today. You ask me, why am I so glad today? What makes this day such a special day, Pastor, that you are just so excited? Well, the number one reason is I can see you. (laughs) And if you can't get excited at the fact that you can see, then maybe, maybe, just maybe, you can get excited by my number two. I'm standing. I could be laying sleeping in my grave, but I'm standing in God's house. Oh, my, my, my. Maybe, maybe, maybe that didn't get you excited. Maybe my third one, Elder. Maybe my third. I can hear the hand claps of the saints in God's house. Oh. (laughs) I don't know about you, but the little things get me excited. I was out of town one weekend, and I came home, and guess what? My walls were still there. My floor was still there. My TV was still there. Come on, somebody. My house was still there. Amen. You don't know like I know how God has been so good to me. I am truly blessed and honored to be in God's house just one more time. Listen, I can go on and on about my Savior, but I just want to share with you. Yeah, you may be seated. You may be seated. Um, I just want to share with you just a couple of announcements. Um, I'm so thankful and blessed to be able to stand before you on this platform. I want to welcome all of those who are viewing online. Um, We praise God for you for tuning in every week. Your your faithfulness goes beyond measure. And so we just want to just take this moment to say thank you for spending spending time with us on this beautiful Sabbath morning. Listen, I want to welcome all of my visitors. Um, I'm looking out in the audience. Do we have anyone visiting with us for the very, very first, very first time? Amen. Do we have any visitors for the very first time? But listen, next week we want to make sure that we invite someone, bring them with us. Amen. If we got to put them in our pocket, amen. Well, we don't want to kidnap anyone, but we do want to invite our family and friends to come and spend this time with us. So we want to welcome you, amen, for being here with us on this this special day. Also, we thank God that on November, in the month of November, we're going to run a revival. Now, it's going to be different than any other revival that we've ever ran before. We're just going to hit it four days in one week. So it's going to be like four days, one week, one month. So in other words, I'm going to help you out. See, I told you it's going to be a little different. I told you it's going to be a little different. Say amen. Elder said amen. Help us out, man. Help us out. Don't leave us out there like that. Well, anyway, we're going to go Friday. We're going to go Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and Sabbath. Four days. That's the first week. We're going to come back the second week. Come on, somebody. We're going to hit them again. We're going to crack the devil so hard in the month of November. Uh, we're going to hit him again, November, amen, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sabbath. And then we're going to come back that third week, that third week, amen, amen, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We're going to hit him again, Thursday, I mean Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sabbath. And then on that last week, of course, we're going into our Thanksgiving time. 
Um, what we want to do that week, we want to rally all the churches together. We've been talking with the pastors. I've been praying with them. And we have decided that on that week of Thanksgiving that we'll have worship here. Then we'll be at Agape on that Thursday. On that Friday, we'll be at Lighthouse. Now, just to ease your mind and to ease your comfort, um, we're going to be doing this VA um, on Zoom or the, on the on the internet, you can go to YouTube and be able to join in, or um, we're making it available where you'll be able to come in person. So you can come here, and then if you want to stay at home, we'll be able to stream it, and you can view it at home as well. But we want to encourage as much as possible that everybody be a part of it, be it at home or in person. And on that final Sabbath of November, we'll have our communion service. We'll be at Light at um, Northside. They will be hosting our communion. And again, if you're unable to make it to Northside, that's perfectly fine. Because you can tune in on YouTube and be able to view the service as well. And we'll see to it as best as possible that we can get the ornaments to you so that you can be at home, amen, and still be a part of the service. And so you'll hear more about this as those days come. Um, again, that's the month of November. I'm excited about it. We'll be dealing with the tabernacle. We'll be dealing with the sanctuary. I'm about to say the, the tabernacle of praise. <laughs> but we'll be dealing with the sanctuary, amen. Um, and so we want to encourage you to mark your calendars for the month of November. Listen, listen, family, I'm so glad that you're here today. And I know some of us have arrived here early, um, but we are still in a COVID situation. So we want to encourage as much as possible um, that we do wear our masks, that we do keep our masks on. And if for some reason you arrive early to listen to this awesome praise team and this awesome worship band over here. You want to get here early just to be blessed and be in the atmosphere. It's all right. Put our hands together. It's all right to worship the Lord in his house. But we want to encourage you as much as possible that when you get here early, um, that that's not a time for us to mix and mingle. Amen. Um, we still want to be mindful that we're in a COVID season. So when you gather, when you arrive early, um, we ask that you will still take your seat and kind of just enjoy the worship experience from um, that place. And then at the end of service, we'll all meet outside um, in the front and we can fellowship there. Um, do we have any birthdays? Any birthdays? I know we're in a new month. This is, this is um, October. Thank you. October. Oh, amen. Your grandbaby turned four today. Amen. Next Friday. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. October. October. Well, we thank God for all of them. Well, let me ask you, do we have any anniversaries? I don't want to overlook any anniversaries. I know somebody got married in October. There we go. October 27th. Amen. Amen. We praise God for all of our birthdays and all of those that are celebrating anniversaries um, in the month of October. The leaves are falling. I think my wife, she, I like the way she says, she says, fall has fallen. <laughs> Amen. And so we're getting into the cold months, so we want to thank God for you. Listen, if you don't mind, I'll come back. We'll have another season of prayer, but we're going to hear from this awesome worship team here. But if you could just bow your heads with me as I open up with a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you once again for allowing us to gather. Thank you for keeping us in the midst of all that is going on in our land. You are truly an amazing God. 
danger seen and unseen, how you protect us and how you cover us. Enter into our presence now, O oh God, and have your way. And when we leave here, we will know that we have fellowship with you. Thank you again for this privilege and this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
ever. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We serve a God that there is no limitations, that he reigns forever. In the morning, he's reigning. In the noonday, he's reigning. In the midnight hours, he's reigning. Amen. This is our prayer time. It's a time where we gather our thoughts. I left out welcoming Sister Shelby. Amen. I know she took her stand. Amen. Praise God for you. Took her stand. Say amen. Thank God for you. I'm looking out. You know, I'm starting to see some from Doriano, correct? Okay, okay. I want to make sure. Uh, you know, I hadn't seen folk except for, well, I hadn't seen them. <laughs> they seen me, but I hadn't seen them. But um, it's a blessing to be in God's house just one more time and to be able to worship him in the beauty of, in the spirit of beauty and holiness. Um, as we gather our hearts and our thoughts, as we gather our minds, as we go before the Lord in prayer, I want to ask that we will continue to keep the Rackley family in prayer as we funeralize Sister Geraldine on this past Wednesday. And I must say, we had church. It was a beautiful celebration, and we thank God that we were able to do that. We also want to remember um, a family friend of ours, um, Denise in Indianapolis, um, who passed and was battling with cancer for, for quite some time. Um, she um, passed on this Sunday, um, so we want to keep the family in prayer. And then there's a, another family friend of ours all the way in Alaska. Um, uh, we lifted them up in prayer um, on the prayer line, um, a tragedy of an accident that took place in Alaska. And we pray for the young man, but um, unfortunately, um, he passed this week. And so we want to keep that family in prayer as well. Um, I know that there are others around. If I go through the aisles and down the pews, we can have another 20 or 30 minutes of just prayer. So what I'm going to do, uh, I'm just going to do a prayer over the congregation and ask God to have his way. I want to lift up elder, though. Um, Elder, Elder um, Percy, um, I know he's having back sciatic, so we want to lift him up. Um, and those that are viewing online, I know at one point we were having you typing your prayers in, and if we do encourage you to still type those prayers in and online, you can send those prayers to our, um, our, our, our website so that we can log those. We are doing it a little different. But we still want to be able to hear from you. So please um, take the time throughout the week. Go to our website. And there's a comment in a place in there where you can leave your prayer request. As much as possible, if we can just bow our heads as we look to the Lord in prayer. It's prayer time. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we're so thankful, so privileged, and so honored to be able to come before you on this platform. We take nothing for granted, but in all things we give thanks. For you are the God of heaven and earth. 
You are the beginning and the end, the creator of all things. Without you, we are hopelessly lost, but with you, Father, we are more than conquerors. And so as we gather today, Father, we invite your presence, not that you're not here or that you weren't here, or, but Father, you were here before we got here. So instead of saying we invite you, we want to say thank you for being here with us. But what we will do, oh God, is to invite you into our hearts. That's a place right there, God, where you need to have permission. And so we give you permission, God. You're not going to storm the door down. You're not going to kick your way in. You're not going to scratch your way in. You say, whosoever will, let him come. And so, Father, we invite you into our hearts and into our minds and into our experience today as we draw closer to you. We're asking, oh God, as we lay our petitions before you this morning to remember those families that are dealing with the loss of a loved one. Uh, Father God, the Rackley family needs you. Uh, Father God, my family needs you. The Tabernacle of Praise needs you, oh God. Those that are viewing online need you right now, Jesus. Do something special today, God. Make this a brand new experience for somebody today. Show another side of yourself, God, right now in the name of Jesus. Let your glory be made known in this place right now, God. For as humbly as we know how, Father, we again take nothing for granted. But we realize, Father, that we are only here because of you. That our every thought hinges on the fact that you gave us life. And you gave it to us more abundantly. And so, Father, we thank you today. We bless you. We honor you. Thank you for your spoken word, oh God. We pray now you'll touch upon it even now. Pour it in me, oh God. Pour it through me and let it be made known today that we serve a risen Savior. Thank you for what you've done, Jesus. Thank you for what you are about to do, God. We ask that you will remember Elder Percy this morning, oh God. We're asking that you would touch his sciatic nerve right now, oh God. That has had him in a bad place this week, oh God. But we thank you that he's singing praises on the Sabbath. So it's evident, oh God, that you're still in touch with the man of God. So continue to bless him right now. Be with him, hold him up, let him know that you have him. Oh Lord, my God, my God, how gracious you are to us. Oh, Father, we bless you today. Forgive us again of all of our sins. Cover the Rackley family today. Cover Dad Harris today. Be with my mother today. Be with all mothers as we celebrate this here week, oh God. Father God, we pray for all those that are battling with cancer this week, oh God. For this is breast cancer, oh God, awareness. So God, we ask that you will go before those that are battling today to ease their pain, oh God. But Father, even in the midst of it all, you are still able to show yourself. So do it now, God. That when we leave here, we will know that we've been in the presence of an awesome God. Thank you. And we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.
this way in a minute. Y'all keep playing with me. Oh, yes. My, 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 my. Just want to meditate a minute. Give you glory. Let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy. 
and he's good like that. Amen. So I don't mind giving him praise. I don't mind giving him glory. I don't mind giving him honor because he is good to me. Amen. Thank you so much, praise team. Thank you so much, Brother Joseph and the band. Amen. Praise God for you. Listen, I was told, this is just what I was told. I'm just telling you what I was told, that we have the baddest band in, in St. Louis. And not only that, but I was told that our praise team is par none. I'm just telling you what I was told. I was told that, 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 that this is the place. Amen. Am I, am, am I missing something here? But I tell you, I praise God for the music ministry here at Tabernacle of Praise. Um, we are truly um, blessed to be able to have um, worship music. Um, you don't understand. I've pastored some places that, uh, praise the Lord, where, um, praise the Lord. Uh, my, 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 my daughter, my wife, um, we've been in some back spots, and um, they used to look at me and say, Daddy, please. I, you know what? Let, can I just testify just for a brief? On Friday nights, on Friday nights, um, because we didn't have music, um, you know, we were the, we were the choir. And, um, and I used to try to get a praise team rehearsal going on on Friday nights. And, you know, when you have your little babies, your daughters, you know, they want to have a phone with them. And, man, I tried to run that thing like a production. <laughs> I told them no cell phones. I want to put them in the basket, bring your cell phones, no gum chewing, sit up straight in our living room. I'm like, that's like, Daddy, what in the... So, <laughs> Yeah, they finally fired me, and um, <laughs> but I just I just love music, and thank you so much for that song, um, that's that selection. Listen, I'm not gonna be before you. We do have a a few minutes, but I do want to just share what God has laid on my heart um, with you. So uh, without any further delay, if you have your Bibles with you, if you can turn with me um, to the book of Exodus, um, the book of Exodus chapter 33, um, Exodus chapter 33, and um, I, we'll, we'll, we'll do the best I can. Um, you know, I'm always leaving my friends somewhere. Um, and, um, <laughs> but we're going to do the best we can. <laughs> hey, man, I'm looking at them, but I don't want them. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm a, I'm a, um, nah, let me have them. Let me have them. Make sure I stay, make sure I read this, this correctly. I don't want to be. I don't want to mess the text. <laughs> just put them on. Just put them on. Just put them on. Just put them on. I'm always leaving them somewhere. And I, I bring them, but I just tend to, I'm not used to, amen. But anyway, Exodus chapter 33, amen. We want to start with verse 12. And um, when you have it, please stand with me in the honor of the reading of the word of God. Exodus chapter 33, and we want to start with verse 12, and we'll read down to verse 23. Let's read this responsibly. Is that all right? Um, I'll read the first verse, you read the second, and we'll go back and forth like that. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name. 
and you have also found grace in my sight. And he said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And then she says to him, if thy presence go not go with us, carry us not up from here. Verse 16 says, for how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us, so we shall be separate your people and I from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord says to Moses, I will also say this thing also that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, Please show me your glory. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is the place by me, and thou shalt stand upon the rocks. Verse 22 says, so it shall be, that while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and will cover you with my, my hand while I pass by. All together, then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Today I just want to talk to you on just this simple topic, his glorious presence, his glorious presence. Let us pray. Father God, again, we thank you uh, for what has transpired all the way from the singing to the worship to the experience. We bless you today, oh God. Now we've come to the preached word. We ask you to speak to us now. I must now decrease that your spirit may increase. Speak now, O oh God. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. You may amen. be seated. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. His glorious presence. You know, when I look at the life of Moses, when I look at all that Moses um, went through to get to the point to where he is now um, on this mountainside having this conversation with God and then when you listen to the conversation when you listen to what's going on here you see that there is a back and forth conversation going on Moses has now gotten to a place in his relationship with God where he's now going back and forth with God in a sense where God, Moses, is now in a sense telling God some stuff that God said that he was going to do and, and he's actually holding God accountable of those things. And so at this 
point in Moses' experience um, with God, Moses has now come um, to a place. He's now um, on this mountain. He's been on the mountain now um, from some 40 days and 40 nights. He's been up there with God. God has given Moses the commandment. He's chipped it out with his own hand. But before that, we see how God was even preparing Moses, which is where I want us to kind of wrap our minds around as we move forward um, in this here passage today, that we understand that before Moses got to be where Moses is right now, that God was preparing Moses every step of the way. I could go all the way back to the uh, fact that Moses was placed in a basket as a babe because of a decree that went out to kill all babies of a certain age and under. And because God sent word out to spare this child life through his mother, he was placed in a basket set in a river and was retrieved by the daughter of the very man that put the decree in place. Living in the same house of the one, I hope you're following me, living in the house, being raised by the same one that put the decree in place to take his life. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a God right You see, that's, that's a God right there that, that got my attention. Has taken the very one that was out to destroy me, and he has now placed me in the position to be blessed by the one that was out to destroy me. And so Moses' life is not a mistake. Moses' life is not a mistake. I hope you're following me. And so Moses, as he began to get a little older, Moses is now um, uh, um, out in the corridors. He's out in the vineyard, and he sees a scuffle going on between these two Egyptians. And now, remember now, Moses was raised as an Egyptian. He's a Hebrew, but he was raised as an Egyptian. He sees these two Egyptians going at it, and Moses intervenes, and he takes the life of one of the Egyptians. And if that's not enough, now Moses is on the run because, of course, that cannot be. That cannot happen. How in the world can this Egyptian, so to speak, uh, uh, kill another Egyptian? But see, the problem is, is that Moses deep inside knew of his roots, knew of his background, realized that he wasn't like everybody else. So now Moses is on the run. Moses is on the run, still having come to the place where he is acknowledging the fact that it is God that is leading him, that it is God that is directing him, still unsure about the calling on his life, still unsure about the plan that God has for his life, still trying to make sense of why all these things are unfolding in his life, still trying to gather why all of this stuff is taking place, still hadn't come Come to the understanding that it is God that is directing him, that it is God that is leading him, that these things that are unfolding in, in Moses' life are not accidents. There are things that just didn't happen, but there are things that God has set in place. I hope somebody's hearing me today that there are some things that are unfolding in your life today. There are some things that are taking place in your life today, and it seems as if it's not making sense right now. It seems as if things are just going crazy right now. It seems as stuff just seemed to not be lining up right now. But I just stopped by here to share with you today uh, that God has ordained some things um, that just don't make sense to you right now. But if you continue the path that God has laid before you, he will make sense. You will, it will make sense in the by and by. And so Moses is now on the run. He's in Midian. Moses is fearing for his life. The same one 
that took him in, that spared his life. Well, first of all, the one that was going to take his life is now saving his life. The one that was saving his life, has saved his life, is now out to take his life again. One minute he's he, he's a he, he's a he's a talk of the town. One minute he's the life of the party. One minute everybody love him, and then the next minute everybody hate Chris. <laughs> Moses is now in Midian. He's out tending sheep, and now Moses finds himself seeing something transpiring at a distance. He sees a bush that is on fire, but yet as he got closer to it, he realized that the bush was not engulfed with flames. Understand me here that Moses, as you read the story, you go back and read it for yourself, that Moses, as Moses saw the bush burning, notice what God did when you read the text. The text says that when Moses turned to look at the bush, that was when God called out to him, Moses, Moses. You have to understand, my brothers and sisters, that there are some times that God has to start a fire in your life just to get your attention. Sometimes God has to allow stuff to happen just to get you to turn and look at it in another direction because you so caught up in this over here but God is trying to get you to recognize something over there but because you so in locked and in tune with your own ideas and what you think it ought to look like and how you think he ought to be and how you think she ought to be and how you think it ought to unfold where God God is saying, listen, I got to strike some stuff up in your life. I have to stir some stuff up in your world just to get you to stop long enough and look at another direction. Because the area that you're looking at, you're consumed by it. The things that you're looking at right now, it got you in a place where you're not trusting me like you should. The stuff that you're looking at now has got you caught up in a place where you're not doing what you know you ought to be doing. So now I got to set some stuff stuff on fire. Now I gotta start a fire just to get you to look in another direction because you're so caught up in yourself. You're so caught up in your own ways. You're so caught up in your own thinking. So now I gotta shut some stuff down. Now I gotta lock some stuff up just to get you to slow up long enough to look in another direction. Oh, I wish I had some help in here today. Hey, hey, so, so, so Moses, Moses, Moses is now, he's at the burning bush. He has his encounter with God. This is his, this is his encounter with God. Moses never been there before. Moses never experienced this before. Remember, keep in mind, Moses wasn't raised a Hebrew. So Moses wasn't raised knowing anything about the Sabbath. He wasn't raised knowing anything about giving God praise and giving God worship. He didn't know anything about to God be the glory great things he have done he do nothing about it. he I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus my Moses didn't know nothing about that but now we see Moses in a place where all of that is being bum rushed upon him right now and now he sees something unfolding and now Moses has to stop 
And Moses is now having this intense dialogue with God. Moses is now going on and now God is telling Moses, listen, I need you to go and do something. I need you to go back to Pharaoh. Yes, right. The same place that you that 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 that, that, that you are running from. And I need you to go to that same place. I need you to sit, tell that same Pharaoh that, that he need to let my people go. And so as we move forward, you know how the story go. As he moves forward, Moses goes back to Egypt and he tells Pharaoh there's a series of plagues that take place that I'm not going off into because I'm really trying to get back to my text here but I started so far back because God is just that good I just had to go back a little ways uh, um, but, but, but now we see Moses he has this intent dialogue with God on the mount Moses has now received the ten commandments from God he's now uh, at the mount and, and, and he see now uh, that God has already laid some things out God has given him uh, information about the tabernacle told him about the Ten Commandments. God had laid some things out before Moses. God wrote these commandments with his very own hands. And I can just imagine Moses on that mountain having this awesome experience with God now walking down the mountain with these here tablets. But before we get there, God tells Moses, I need you to go down because these people, these people, these, these, these people have sinned. These wicked folk, these, these, these stiff-hearted neck folk, they have sinned. I need to, I'm need. i about to just take them out. Take them out. I'm about to destroy them right here. And this is where Moses steps in. Moses now began to talk to God and say, wait a minute, God. Remember your commitment. Remember remember your, 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 your promise. Remember what you said. You remember what you told me. You remember how you led me. Remember those things, God. And so now Moses in chapter 33, um, he's holding God accountable because God has gotten to the point where he was ready to destroy these folk because of their wickedness, because of their sin. And Moses said, wait a minute, God, hold tight. Give me one second here, because there are some things that you told me that if you destroy them, uh, then what you told me won't come to pass. But God said, wait a minute, Moses, I can just start off with you. I can just start anew. I can just destroy them and I'll start afresh with you. But wait a minute, God, time out, God. How can you start over with me when you have already declared to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob that you're going to make a nation out of these? How can you just go back on your word, God? And so Moses. Moses is having this conversation with God. He's an intense conversation. This is the kind of conversation that God don't mind us having when our hearts are right with him. But see, the problem is we can't talk to God like we should because our hearts are not right with him. Because we haven't been spending time with him. We want God to do for us, but we don't want to do for God. But Moses has gotten to a place where he was ready to do whatever God called him to do. Whatever God needed him to do up. Moses was right there ready to do it up. And Moses told God, wait a minute, God. You can't destroy the people. You can't go back on your word. That's not the kind of God that you are. You are faithful, God. You are loving, God. You are kind, God. You can't go back on your word. You cannot go back on your word. 
So, so Moses, Moses, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, Moses is having this intense conversation, this intense dialogue with God. And Moses succeeded in convincing God uh, not to destroy the people. Uh, Moses reminded God of these promises. Moses appeals to the unique relationship that he had with God. Uh, and Moses, Moses is an awesome dude right here because Moses reminds God uh, that these are your people, that I know they messed up. Uh, I know they're in a bad way right now. I know they don't have it all together right now. Some of us, we still stuck on our old past. God, I understand that right now. I realize that we still have hang-ups. We still have issues. But God, they're still your people. They still struggle with sin. They still struggle with lying and cheating. But God, they're still your people. They still struggle with hatefulness. They still struggle with unfaithfulness. But God, if I can just remind you this morning uh, that we're still your people. Uh, we still struggle with cheating, oh God. Uh, we still struggle with those things. Uh, but I just want to remind you, God, uh, that we're still your people. Uh, and God is such a loving God. Uh, he took time out to listen to what Moses had to say. Uh, and God went back. Uh, he thought about it uh, because you have to understand uh, that the consistent yearning for God has always been to be with his people. Uh, God has always wanted to, to have a loving relationship with his people. Oh, help me right here, Holy Ghost. Uh, oh, God always wanted to, to have a relationship with his people. Uh, even going back in the garden, uh, when Adam and Eve sinned, uh, God could have ended it right there. Uh, but God always wanted to have uh, a loving relationship with his people. Uh, that's why God didn't destroy them. Uh, that's why God made clothes for them. Uh, God stepped in on them. Uh, God could have destroyed them, but God always wanted to, to have a relationship with his people. So much so um, that if we can fast forward to the book of, of, of Matthew uh, where Jesus Christ uh, God always wanted to, to have a relationship uh, with his people uh, because God tells us uh, in his word even in Isaiah uh, chapter 7 verse 14 uh, that God always wanted to, to have a relationship with his people. Uh, God with us. Uh, Emmanuel uh, that there will be a day uh, that God will come and dwell uh, because God always wanted to, to have a relationship with his people uh, and that's what God was trying to do uh, with Moses in chapter 33. Uh, he was setting some things up in place uh, because God is saying Moses I need to be with you I gotta be with my people uh, it's something about God uh, that just loved to be with his creation uh, it's just something about God uh, that when he wakes you up in the morning uh, that God's idea dear for you uh, is for you to spend time with him. Uh, that's God's plan uh, for waking you up this morning uh, because God says I'm going to wake you up uh, because I got to spend time with you. I'm going to wake you up this morning uh, because I want to spend time with you. Uh, I'm going to give you food on the table uh, because I want to have time with you. Uh, I'm going to put clothes on your back uh, because I need you to know that's how much I love you. Uh, it's not because you look good. Uh, it's not because you smell good. Uh, because you were raised on this side of the track. Uh, oh no, oh no. It's because of the goodness of God uh, that we are here every day. Uh, that the mercies are renewed every morning. Uh, oh, I feel my help right there. Uh, and so God says, I need you, G. I, I need you, Moses. I need you to understand something here. Uh, that we are here uh, by the powerful uh, echoes of God. Uh, that we are here uh, because of the witness of God. Uh, that we are here uh, because of the character of God. Uh, because God always, uh, and he always will, uh, want 
want to have a relationship with his creation. That's why my Jesus came down here on earth. Because Jesus is a God in flesh. God wrapped up in human form. Because yet again, God wants to have a relationship with his creation. God always want to be with you. I don't care what you're going through today. I don't care what's happening with you right now. But God always want to be with his creation. So much so. So much so that Moses is now on this mountain. He understands and he sees God. He says, God, I cannot go. I cannot go forward until you tell me who you're going to send with me. You have to understand because God has gotten to a place at this point where God is saying, I'm not going with you. I'm going to send a messenger. I'm going to send someone else. I'm not going with you. But Moses said, wait a minute, God. Wait a minute, God. No, no, that's not the plan. He said, you said you were going with me. Uh, okay, now therefore here in verse, uh, in verse 13, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your glory, that I may know you and that you may find grace in your sight. In other words, Moses said, listen, you said you were going to go with me. You said you were going to walk with me. I don't need you guys sitting a messenger. I need your presence. I need your glory. Show me your glory, God. Show me your glory. So God tells Moses, he said, let me explain something to you, young man. Uh, I, I can't show you my glory and then you leave. Uh, what I will do, I will hide you in a cliff. Um, I will put you in a cliff. Oh, that's my help right there. I will put you in a cliff um, and I'm going to pass by you. And as I pass by you, I'm going to put my hand up in front of you so that as I pass by, I'm going to protect you so that when I get past you, I'll remove my hand and you will see the backside of me. See, you're not understanding me. You're not understanding me. That's what God does for us. Sometimes God have to cover us up just to keep us protected. Sometimes God has to put his hands over us just to keep us protected. I know you can't see it. I know it's not making sense, but sometimes God have to cover you up so that you can live. Just so you can live. Because God said, if you see me in my full form, if you see me in my glory, you can't stand it. And it's not just you, but it's the sin that is inside of you. It will be consumed because sin can't stand in the presence of an awesome God. And because we're so sinful, because we're so messed up, because we're so flawed, that when the sin goes, it's going to take us out with it. But God is saying, I I love you too much for that. I love you too much to allow your sins to take you out. I hope you're understanding me what I'm saying here. That God has said, I'm going to do whatever I can to hold you. So God said, listen, Moses, I'm going to put you in the cliff. I'm going to hide you. The Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you may have have spoken. For you have found grace in my sight. Oh, that's my help right there. God is saying, Moses, Moses, the only reason why I'm doing this is because you have found grace in my sight. I don't know about you, but I pray that God, that I 
I can find grace in his sight. That wherever I go or whatever I do, when I fall short, that God will say, you know what? Grace, grace, grace. Uh, when I mess up, grace. When I, when I fall short, grace. Uh, when I say something, I shouldn't grace. Because God understands that you have found grace. You have found favor. You have found favor in my sight, Moses. So when you mess up, there's favor. There's grace. There's mercy. Uh, when you fall short, there is grace. There is mercy. There is favor. Uh, because God says, I know that you can't live without my grace, my favor over your life. That's why I talk about his glorious presence. Uh, because his presence in my life uh, lets me know uh, that God have me in the palm of his hands. It lets me know that God have me covered. His glorious grace covers me. Even when I fall short, he covers me. Because God always wanted to have a loving relationship with his creation. And so God takes Moses. He takes Moses and he puts him in the mountain. He says, but he says to him, you cannot see my face for no man shall see my face and live. And the Lord said to him, here is the place by me. Uh, you shall stand on the rock. I could talk about that rock. I could talk about that rock uh, because God says, Moses, I need you to stand on the rock. See, see, see you have to understand going forward uh, that God will tell Moses and on two occasions. One time he's going to tell Moses to hit the rock. And then on another occasion, God is going to tell Moses to speak to the rock. But that's not what we're dealing with right now. Uh, right now, we're talking about simply standing on the rock, uh, standing on the rock, uh, standing on the rock of Christ. I stand all of the ground is seeking saying, Moses, I need you to stand on the rock so it shall be that while my glory pass by, that I will put my hand over you while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back. You see, we have to understand here, my brothers and sisters, that God know exactly what we need even when we don't realize it. You see, Moses was asking for something that he did not need. That he, that Moses was asking for something that was simply about to take him out. And how many times we have gone to God? How many times have we called on God and asked God for things? And that very thing that we are calling him on and the very thing that we've asking him about will simply take us out. I know I've prayed for relationships. And God said no. And now I see why. Uh-huh. We prayed for jobs and asked God for jobs and asked God for houses and cars. And, and when we don't get them, we don't understand. We get in a place and we feel some kind of way. But what we have to understand is that that very thing that we praying for could be the very thing that would take us out. So God hides Moses and God passed by. God let Moses know that I understand what you need, but I'm going to give you what I, I know you can handle. Because, see, my glorious presence in your life is there to help you and not to hurt you. I'm going to give you exactly what you need, so I'm going to hide you in the cleft of the rock. I'm going to hide you in the cleft, and I'm going to need you to stand on this rock. And as I pass by you, don't lose your footing on the rock. Don't slip off the rock. 
Don't lose your balance while you're standing on the rock. Because the rock is our foundation. The rock is the place that's going to keep us if you want to be kept. And so it shall be that God hid Moses. And when Moses saw the backside of God, the Bible tells us that when Moses came down off that mountain, he was so lit up. He was so bright that he had to walk around with a veil over his face. The people of God, I'm, I'm, I'm about to close here. This, the, 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 the people of God, we have to be careful how we allow our own thoughts and our own ideas get the best of us. We, 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 we as Children of God have to be careful that we don't allow our own ideas take us out. Uh, the children of Israel, as I sum, sum, sum this thing up here, uh, the children of Israel, see Moses were gone for some 40 days and 40 nights. Not very long at all, for real. It's just 40 days and 40 nights. But it was long enough for them to feel as if God was no longer present in their lives. How many times have we gotten to a place where we feel as if God don't hear us? I've been praying over this pain. I've been praying over this situation. I've been praying over, this, over these circumstances. I've been praying over this addiction, but yet the addictions are still there. Yet the, the, um, the um, lying is still there. The cheating is still there. The sinful nature is still there. God, you must have turned your back on me, so now I must look to another. I must look to another. And God is saying, listen, I don't need you looking to another. I need you to continue to look to me. Keep looking to me. Even when it don't make sense, look to me. Trust me. I know what you need. I know where you are. My presence. It's glorious. If you would just let me come in. If you would simply let me have my way. I know what you need. God hid Moses in that cleft. And I tell you, that was the best thing that ever happened to Moses. Moses came out of that cleft and now he he was a different man. His thinking was different. His belief in God has now transpired to a whole nother level. And you would have thought just going through the Red Sea was enough to set him on on cloud nine. But you know how the story goes. Soon as the children of Israel got to the other side, just three days later, they was back at it again. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But I want to be able to experience the backside of God as well. Because if I can withstand the backside now, when he cracks the sky, I'll be able to see him face to face. 
But the only way I could see him face to face if I can endure the backside. There may be somebody here that may want to renew, may want to reconnect, may want to have a new touch, a new experience. Maybe you're tired of the way things were or the things are and you've made some bad choices, made some bad decisions. Listen, as a pastor, as a preacher, I I stand here as one that have made some bad choices and bad decisions. I was talking to a friend of mine just yesterday, the day before yesterday, I think it was, and he called me to one of, my, one, of my, one of my homies in Indianapolis, we still keep up with each other. And he still calls me and let me know when some of our friends pass and just keep me in the loop. And he told me that one of our friends passed and I couldn't remember him, but, but the friend that passed remembers me. I'm like, Ken, I don't remember him. I don't, I don't. He said, well, John, man, he, he know you. He, was at, he always asked, how was, how was John Fields? And Ken say, man, he's a pastor. He's a preacher. He's like, what? For real? <laughs> no, man, I'm talking about John Fields. <laughs> I've done some things. I've said some things. I've been in places that I'm not proud of, but I'm proud in the sense that I can talk about it because of what God has done for me. Hey. Hey. See, see. See, that's my excitement right there. I'm not glorifying the sin. I'm glorifying the God who delivers from sin. But I need you to understand that my life wasn't always this. And so Ken said, you know, John, they always asking about you. They always asking. I said, well, what you tell them, man? He said, I tell them you're pastoring, you're married, you got a family. I said, what they say, man? He said, man, they can't believe it. I said, no, man, not John. He'll do the same for you. That's one of the things I told God when I accepted. I'm closing right here for real. I said, Lord, I can't give my life to you. Because being a Christian to me was being soft. You have to love everybody, you're hugging everybody, you're smiling all the time, and that wasn't me. I had a hard exterior, I had a disposition that, and so I couldn't be a Christian because I had to be nice, and I wasn't nice. And because I wasn't nice, there were individuals that I hung around that weren't nice either. And so I said, Lord, if I give my life to you, then people will perceive me as being soft. And some of the folk that I had encounters with may come look for me. You understand what I'm saying? And I can't be a Christian and I got folk out there looking for me. Because I don't want to be in that situation where I'm going to have to be tested whether or not I'm going to fight. I'm, you know, my daddy had to tell me at a young age, he said, son, it's okay to run, because I never ran. I don't care how many it was, Elder. <laughs> I didn't know how to run. I figured, I'm going to take them all. I guess I had a little David in me. I didn't even know it. <laughs> daddy said, son, it's okay to run. But anyway, make a long story short, I said, Lord, okay, I'll do this. 
And 23 years, or 27 years later, I have yet to encounter any of my past. Amen. I can go where I want. I can do what I want. And I just take Jesus with me everywhere I go. Because God is good. God is protecting you. And he'll protect you. Father God, again, we thank you so much for what has transpired here today. I pray as always something was said that would draw hearts closer to you. It's not I, but it is Christ. Do what you do. Draw us closer. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen. And amen again. Can we put our hands together? Can we bless you? musicians amen because they spend their time talent temple and treasure to praise God that's what stewardship's all about my mom gave me a clock and it is in the shape of praying hands and it says take time to pray I like to say make time to pray because if you just wait to take it it ain't gonna happen you have to make time to pray and when we make time to pray the scripture says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. So when we make time to put God in our lives, to do things for God, he has promised us perfect peace. He's promised us the relationship that the pastor was talking about where we learn to trust him even when we can't find out or figure out where he's going with our lives. It all comes from making time to pray, making time to study, making time to meditate on the goodness of God. And that's how we form that stewardship relationship with him. So make time to pray in your life. Make time out of uh, watching videos. Make time out of watching TV. Make time out of staying up late watching movies. Make time out of talking to your friends all night. Make time for God. He made time for us. You know, he left heaven to come here. He made, he made time out of his life. He went to Calvary for our sakes. He just asked us to make a little time to put him in our lives and create that relationship with him, a relationship of tr true stewardship and trust. Amen? Also reminding you, continue to be faithful in tithe and offering through our dollar sign T.O.P. giving app on Cash App. T-O-P-S-D-A-Church.org, Adventist.org, AdventistGiving.org, and also you can return it to our treasurer, and you can return it on your way out to the ushers and deacons. At this time, let us bow our heads for prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to be faithful stewards in terms of our time, talent, temple, and treasure. Bless that which is given for a worthy purpose, dear Lord. And now in benediction, May the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit continue to rest, rule, and abide in your lives. In the blessed name of Jesus, let everyone say amen. Amen. amen.